Okay, so um, Vayera, big Parsha, great Parsha, has my favorite line in it. Um, when Abraham is Matiah Dorim Kapemala, and um, again, we're going to dedicate this year in, to Sapta's memory, but also to all of the Chayalim, Chayalit Svahaganali, Israel, Dima Mishmar, Tseinu, especially Alon, Ben Rachel, uh, one of the most amazing people that I know, and Micha Ber, Ben Susan, Hashem should protect them, and all of the soldiers, and end this conflict quickly, and all of the Mamzerim should go to their graves. Um, in a horrible way as possible. So the um, after that story of, of Stone, we have the story of the Akedah, which is a very difficult story. Abraham and Sarah waited so long for a child of their own, and then Hashem asks Abraham to sacrifice him. So the 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 parsha, the story of this starts with Abraham. And it was after these events, these things wow. Hashem tried Avraham. Vayomer elav Avraham, Vayomer hineni, he said to him, Avraham, he said, hineni, and he said, take your son, and you will bring him as an Eliza Korban to me. So the Nitziv starts out by referencing Rashi. So let's take a look at what Rashi says. Achar hadvarim ha'ela, and it was after these things. After what things? So Rashi says, yesh mi omrim, there are those of our rabbis who say in Sanhedrin, achar dvarav shel satan. It was after the satan said certain things to Hashem. What did he say? He was giving a hard time to about Avraham. And he said, So the Satan said to Hashem, Every Seuda that Avraham made, He didn't bring you a single sacrifice, not, not a single cow, not a single ayam. Hashem said back to him, everything Avraham does, he does for his son. If I said to him, kill him, make him into a korban, before me, he would not hesitate. So that's Rashi's first explanation for Achar Hajvarim Ha'ela, after these events. What events? The Satan was giving Hashem a hard time, saying, this guy Avraham, you love him so much, he didn't bring you a single a, a single korban. Hashem says, everything he did, he did to get this son, and even that he would sacrifice. Watch. And so he 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 shows him. But there's another interpretation that Rashi has, that Achar Hadvarim Ha'ela is not speaking about Avraham, but speaking about Yitzhak. It's not speaking about the Makriv, the one who's bringing the Akedah, but the Mukrav, the the actual, the the one who is going to be sacrificed. Because we, you know, as we know, we call it Akedas Yitzchak, the sacrifice of Yitzchak. We don't call it Akedas Avram. So the second interpretation is Vieshomrim Achard Barav Shal Yishmael. It was after Yishmael spoke to Yitzchak. What did he say? Shehayam Mispaer Al Yitzchak Shemal Ben Yud Gimel Shana Velo Micha. He would fluff himself up in front of Yitzchak. He would brag to Yitzchak. Yishmael would, that he got his bris milah when he was 13 and he didn't flinch. So he would say to Yitzchak, oh, you were, you got your bris milah, you were a baby, but I was 13 years old. And, and he would, took pride in that. Amar lo Yitzchak, Yitzchak said back to him, you are bragging on one part of your body that you were willing to sacrifice. If Hashem said to me, sacrifice yourself, before me, 
I would not hesitate. So there was this sibling rivalry where Yishmael would brag that he had been so such a gibor, he had been so strong that when he got his bris meal at 13, he didn't even flinch. And Yitzhak would say, I'm willing to sacrifice all of myself. And what this part of the Rashi does, it, it, he doesn't have a source here. He just says, Yeshomrim. But what it does is it makes Yitzhak be in on it. It's very interesting because it suggests that the Akedah was Yitzhak's idea that he gave Hashem the idea. He said, I would be willing to sacrifice myself. He was a partner with Hashem in the whole idea of the Akedah. It's a very interesting take on the Akedah because it sort of removes a lot of the pathos from the surprise for Yitzchak. No, this was Yitzchak's idea. He said to Yishmael, I would be willing to sacrifice my whole self, my whole body to Hashem. And then that, what happens next is Hashem says, great. He takes him up on the offer. So the Nitziv on Vayihiachar Hadvarim Ha'ela says, It's obvious that this parasha has shaychus, is relevant to what came before it. Because otherwise, why would you say And it was after these episodes, these events. So what was the nature of that relationship between this parasha and what came before? So he cites the Rashi. But he rejects Rashi's interpretation. Why? We know, according to the Kabbalah, that Yitzhak was 37 years old at the time of the Akedah. He wasn't a child, he wasn't a baby, he wasn't involved in these uh, you know, this sibling rivalry with Yishmael. He was a grown-up, he was 37 years old. So others say that the, the Akedah was a, a punishment for Avraham, that he made this bris with Avimelech, and that was this, the section that was right before the story of the Akedah. But this also didn't happen around that same time. The Girush Yishmael, because that happened around the time that Yitzhak was born and Yishmael was evicted. Again, Yitzhak was too young in that story to be relevant to this. There's a debate in the Mefarshim about whether Achar means next to or after afterwards, like in a sequential time. And to me, it seems that the interpretation of Achar Hadvarim Ha'ela is after these things. The Nitziv is saying is this is putting an end point on everything that came between Avraham and Hashem up until now. And every time that Hashem spoke to Avraham, he lifted him up a little bit higher. First, he blessed him with Eretz Yisrael and to have descendants as numerous as the dust. And after that, he literally lifted him higher and said, you're going to have children like the stars in the sky, meaning sons, children, descendants who are people of great worth. 
And when he gave him the mitzvah of bris milah, he gave him the bracha of being the father of not just many descendants, but many nations. Even the umos ha'olam, who are not completely lost, who get a bris milah, are the children of Avram. That was yet another blessing, that he's the father of multiple nations. But one thing was still missing. The Akeda was the completion of the raising up of Abraham's soul and that of his children. So that he would not need to be raised any higher. I didn't realize this. This is the last time Hashem speaks to Abraham. Hashem never speaks to Avram again after this. Because the, he, there was no more purpose anymore. Every time Hashem spoke to Avram, it was to raise him in a very specific way to complete the creation and the cultivation of his soul. And this was the last piece that was needed. So now we reach Avraham. Even though the Nitziv says, I'm not one to stray from the pshat. I really am. A, I'm a pshat guy. I like to stick with the pshat, but he is not going to stick with the pshat this time. He does not accept that the word nisa can be a nisayon, a test. He completely rejects that idea. But he's not rejecting it because he doesn't like the idea that, you know, there's a purpose in a test or a trial. Of course, the Nitzv says, even if Hashem knows how a test or a trial is going to end because Hashem knows everything, the person themselves doesn't know. And there's a purpose to them going through the test to what it does to their understanding of who they are. A test can raise you up from your point of view, even if Hashem knows how it's going to end up. Still, it's very important to keep in mind, Hashem will always know more than we do. His thoughts will always be ahead of ours. And still, the Nitzv says, Bechozos, even though I accept that there could be a rationale for a test in some theoretical way, it's still, I don't accept that the real pshat here is that it is a test. Because we can all see that this is not just a test. And because we can all see that there is so much more at stake here than just a test, there has to be another explanation for the word nisa. In Tehillim it says, you gave to those who fear you a miracle 
by which to be lehis no se, so either to be tried or to be manifested. Meaning that he raised him up through a miracle. Hispiru Chazal, and as Chazal explained, Hashem Nisais Avraham, the Nitziv is saying, means he made Avraham stronger. He strengthened Avraham Avinu. And he raised him up to the purpose, the godlus hanefesh, the heights of have of soul that Am Yisrael Umaha Yisraelis is going to need for our destiny to fulfill our destiny. And Chazal already told us in Bereshis Rabbah. So here, Papa, Papa, listen up, because I need you to double check this. So Bereshis Rabbah says there are three mashalim, three analogies for how to understand what is an isayon. Echad I think this means a pot, a stew pot, that you can bang on it to find out how strong it is. Bez, the second one, al pishtan tov, a piece of good linen, makima lav harbe, oto, a piece of good linen, it must have been the, the, the way you create linen is you, you hit it like that. And the more you hit this linen while you're making it, the stronger the piece of linen will become. Of course, if it's a weak piece of linen, if you hit it, it rips in half immediately. But a strong piece of linen, part of how you construct this piece of linen is by testing the strength again and again and again. And the third is al chamor tov, a good mule, you can keep loading up a donkey more and more. And you just, you keep trying. Maybe he can take another. Maybe he can take another. Maybe he can take another. And for the people who have a lot of compassion for animals, then Tzibu later say, and then you you feed him more and you feed him more and you feed him more. <laughs> so these are the three analogies for how, what a nisayon means. The first is a pot that you hit it when you first get it. Oh, I wonder how strong this pot is. The second is a piece of linen that you hit it while you're creating it to make sure that it will be able to withstand the pressure. And the third is a donkey. You can keep putting more and more on top of him. And the purpose of these three analogies, a test, a nisayon, a trial comes in three aspects. In the first one, you don't hit it to strengthen it. You hit it out of uh, curiosity. You need to know how strong is this pot? How much heat can it withstand? So when you buy it, you do it to test it for yourself, to know can this withstand this kind of heat? But sometimes a nisayon, a trial, is like the piece of linen you don't hit the linen to test it, like with the pot. You hit it to strengthen it, 
to make it better, to make it a better piece of linen. And sometimes it comes like the donkey. It's not to know it. It's not to make it stronger. You load up because you have a lot of stuff and you need to transport it from one place to another. So you keep putting it on the donkey. You're not trying to make him stronger. You're not trying to test him. You just need to get home and you have a lot of stuff. Maybe he'll be able to carry it and it will be good for him. Whatever more the, the, the donkey can carry, he'll feed him more to reward him. Tzadik who comes to a trial, it's always one of these three aspects. Sometimes he's tried as a pot. To try to strengthen him, to know how much stronger he can become as a tzadik. Sometimes it's in the nature of the piece of linen. That he will become better as a result of this. And sometimes it's like a donkey. Hashem has to punish the generation. So he puts a lot on the tzaddik. And he will afterwards reap the reward. Just like with the donkey. So which is it with Abraham Avinu? We have these three analogies for a nisayon, for a trial. Which one is the Nitziv going to say fits for Abraham Avinu? It's not like the pot. The Nitziv says it's like the linen. Just like a good piece of linen gets stronger and stronger the more you hit it, and more good will come out of it the stronger it is. So with a tzaddik, even though his strength is in the fat and his goodness, there's an Indian of you have to strengthen the goodness so that it can be turned into action, so that it can be it can be used, so it can be useful in its pula, even though it has within it the ability to be strong, you hit it more to strengthen it so it can fulfill its purpose even better. The is Avraham, that is how Hashem tried Avraham. To bring him to the mass of the Akeda, to kill his son, who was beloved to him like his own soul. That they should learn Abraham and his descendants forever to be most there, to, to sacrifice themselves. With love, al kedushas Hashem, in the name of Hashem's glory and Hashem's holiness, to sanctify Hashem's name. The purpose of this was for Abraham to set an example for the Jewish people, the Jewish nation. Kemosha Yivuar. 
And it, this is just so relevant to right now, because, of course, that's what we're being asked to do right now. All of us in Soul, of course, especially Dr. Rochelle, especially, especially as a parent whose child is on the front lines, who's being asked to be Moser, her, the love of her, who she loves like she loves her soul, Al-Kedushas Hashem. And so uh, once again, we're seeing here in the Torah, in the Parsha, completely relevant to our life right now that Avraham Avinu was being asked to learn to to create that muscle so that we will have the muscle memory to give ourselves over to sanctify Hashem's name with love. And the Ritziv also wants to give Yitzchak a bit of the sechar here. He was 37 years old. Of course, he also deserves some of the credit here. He wasn't a child. He could have run away. He could have gotten out of it. He was an adult. For the Nitziv, Yitzchak represents the Mila of Derech HaTeva. The Nitziv makes a lot of, you can go back and look whenever it talks about the laughter, Sarah's laughter. For the Nitziv, it's a big deal that Sarah gave birth naturally. Right, because Avram could have been built out of Yishmael, but for the Nitziv, no, it had to come from Sarah, and she had to give birth because Yitzchak represents being in Eretz Yisrael, having that relationship with the land and the relationship with the nature, which for the Nitziv is of course tied to Tefillah and to Hashem and to Hashgacha Pratis. So he also wants to give Yitzchak um, this 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 uh, credit here for not running away and not trying to get out of it. The relationship on Israel has with Parnassa, with their ability to, I think it's not just feed themselves, but this idea of sovereignty, to take care of yourself, to protect yourself and your family. It wasn't a test to raise up his soul. It wasn't for a nisayon. For Yitzchak, this was not a nisayon. This was about establishing the relationship with the land. The relationship between that sovereignty and the natural order of things, which includes Hashgacha Pratis. For the Nitziv, Hashgacha Pratis is the natural order of things when you live in Eretz Yisrael. Um, so everybody should have an aliyah of their neshama. And again, I'm dedicating this. Matiach Dvarim Klape Mala Alon Ben Rachel and Micha Ber Ben Susan and Betoch, all of Tzva Yisrael. Everybody should be safe and protected and we should win soon. I just want to comment that um, I, I also had never realized until you told us today that this was the last time yeah. Hashem spoke to Avram. Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. The immediate thing that comes up for me is that when Job is questioning the divine and said, yep, you're absolutely right, he goes silent too. That's what just comes up for me. That, yes, on the one hand, we're building up the character and we're building up resilience for the future of Am Yisrael. 
On the other hand, at some point, there is a fracture in the divine human contact when so much is being asked of us that in in a, in if i can say it in a heretical way that abraham and isaac show up the divine by saying yep we're there rabbi akiva goes you need someone yep put me on the cross job says you want me to suffer yep i'm there and then he it is so machai of the rabbonishalom that he can't come back he goes silent it's such a pregnant silence that, you know, you would expect, oh, now let's give him all the gifts and the rewards. No, because at some level he's shown up, the divine, that yes, we're being ready to moisten nefesh for your Kiddush Hashem, just like the Rambam says in, in, in Hilchas Kiddush Hashem. People should really go to that Rambam. It's amazing um, what he demands of us and what the definition is of Kiddush Hashem. You know the publicity of it, the sake of unity. But I, I, that was an amazing thing you pointed out that there's no more communication after this. Crazy. I also, when I read that, and then it's if I was gobsmacked, that had never occurred to me before. It is an amazing thing you pointed out. Thank you.